This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Activated by contract termination. Rumors of our demise are greatly exaggerated. Welcome to Stacy on the Right with your host, Stacy Washington. She's blessed to be a Bible reading, gun toting, Air Force veteran, wife, and mom, righteously American. Welcome to the program today, and I'm so excited for you and for myself because we have a fantastic guest up here. And welcome to LifeZet TV. LifeZet.com is our website. You can find so much great content there in addition to all of our programs. And you can go to StacyOnTheRight.com to find more of my work there. Um, but right now, let's get to our fantastic guest. We have Trump advisor Michael Caputo. He is an author. His new book is coming out shortly here. He's going to tell us about that. He's also a filmmaker. He has a new documentary out with One American News Now. And this is going to be something that we're all going to need to watch. Maybe, you know, the documentary watching parties that I've talked about so many times. This is one of those ones that's worthy of that. It's entitled The Ukraine Hoax, How Decades of Corruption in the Former Soviet Republic Led to Trump's Phony Impeachment. How appropriate for this time. Michael, thank you for joining us here on the show. Thanks for inviting me, Steve. I love your opener. That's awesome. <laughs> well, so just a little backstory there. Last year, I was a host on a major syndicated radio network, and my contract was terminated on a Thursday afternoon. Right after I got done on the show, I just called over to find out what this new lineup was all about. And the new lineup was my boss taking my time slot. And then I was like, I'm not going away. So I took a week off to cry and process and pray. And then I launched the podcast of the show. So the show continues on. And now, you know, the good thing is it's been picked up by LifeZet. So um, that's what you're hearing there is me talking about the contract termination and never going away. I'm like that's the cockroach great. of radio. I'm never going away. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You know, after uh, the Democrats dragged my family and all my friends through this Russia hoax, you know, we spent over $300,000 on legal fees, the House, Senate, Mueller interrogations. Um, and after it was all over, we were wiped out, but we were still standing. You know, Stacey, and, and uh, from my perspective, I, I started a podcast and I called it Still Standing. You know, oh, that's people amazing. like you and me, we take a punch. We just keep rolling. Yeah. And what you're talking about there where you literally were in a firefight for your life and you depleted your resources. But as an American, you know that our resources are unlimited here in America and that we can always build ourselves back up. And so I'm in that process. And your story actually encourages me a great deal because I feel like um, life, that's what life is. Life throws you whatever, and you just have to catch it and keep it moving. So that kind of segues us over into your work. You advise the president. So you're in kind of a rarefied group of people who knows him well and has spoken with him personally, and he valued your expertise. And now you've moved on to this role as author and filmmaker. And the film that you're going to be putting out, it's, it's like eminently going to be released by One American News Now. It's something that I'm really interested in because I don't understand how as Americans with the rule of law and everything that we hold dear in our judicial system and specifically our constitutional form of government, it's tricameral. So you have these three co-equal branches and how we've seen this witch hunt play out. They literally tried to use the intelligence community. When that didn't work, they tried to defame him and say he was a Russian asset. And when that didn't work, now they're impeaching him over a phone call that has been proven to be not just a nothing burger, but 
something every president before him has engaged in, which is string pulling over, uh, you know, aid that we send to every country on the planet. It's true, you know, and if you look at it closely, you 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 examine this. Like I've known the president for since 1988, and and as he was preparing to run for president, I was actually trying to talk him into running for governor, 2013, 2014, and he was leaning toward the presidency. And we talked a lot about the 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 swamp, as as he calls it, and it truly is a swamp. And if you look at what they've done to the president, it's it's been a long term rolling forward get Trump strategy. And as you said. It started with the intelligence community, and they moved it over to the FBI. They failed, so now it's the State Department, and uh, and uh, the House representatives in impeachment. This whole situation that Donald Trump is enduring right now is because the State Department has, you know, reared their ugly heads, you know, kind of like roared up against him. And uh, th- what's happening in Ukraine is truly a crime, and what Donald Trump wanted to investigate. It's criminal activity. And it's not just me that says that or Donald Trump says that. Uh, the people in Ukraine think it's u- u- criminal activity. And and they don't want it investigated because at the end of that investigation, Hunter Biden and a couple of people go to jail uh, for violating federal law. And it's very clear to me from my book and my film work, uh, you can take a look at it, theukrainehoax.com. That's theukrainehoax.com. Hunter Biden's in trouble, and this uh, impeachment is all about protecting Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Okay, so Michael, you just brought up something that is it's one of my little pet things that I like to, to look online. And what I'll do is I'll just look through the social media postings of trending stories having to do with the impeachment, and I'll see if anyone's talking about Hunter Biden or Joe Biden. And from what I've been able to see, obviously not scientific research, anecdotal, just me looking, but I've not, I've not seen a lot of people connecting the dots between what is clearly the Democrats' closing ranks. They're like a, a wall. They've now closed ranks in front of the Biden family, and they're protecting them in the same way that they protected the Clinton family. They did the same thing for the Clintons. They did the same thing for President Obama, only to a much lesser degree, because the fact that he was the first black president really was all of the kind of, he he didn't have to do much to protect himself. He had a very scandalous administration, but not much done about it because he was the first black president. So you have Joe Biden, He's the one who's supposed to take President Trump's place in the Oval Office. But more than that, he's their standard barrier for standard bearer for the old guard of the Democrats. He represents the last bastion of normal, kind of normal Democrats before the new ones take over, the progressive wing, AOC and the squad. So will it work? And and I'm I know you don't like have a fortune telling background or anything like that, but in your experience researching this and looking at it. Is it just a matter of time before the Bidens actually have to answer for this? Well, I'll tell you, uh, they're running out of time, the short answer is. And bit by bit, brick by brick, this whole thing is coming down. And it's coming down because I remember a conversation I had with Donald Trump in 2013. He understands this whole shakedown uh, uh, with foreign aid. He gets it. And it makes him very angry, in fact. And I have to tell you, I'm not one of those guys who thinks that Donald Trump is playing 3D chess. I know he's a bright man and he knows what he's doing, but this is this this is exactly him. What he's doing right now is what Donald Trump is all about. He tried to investigate this corruption with uh, in, in Ukraine, the the enrichment of Hunter Biden, 
the rubdown on foreign aid uh, abuse, and also Ukraine's interference in our 2016 election. He tried to do it through normal channels, uh, through a, uh, a treaty that's been uh, signed by the United States and Ukraine since 1999. And our ambassador in Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch, former ambassador now, refused to cooperate and stopped it. Every turn he took, she stopped it. So he removed her from the ambassadorship. And, but the, and he realized then that he was not going to be able to get at this corruption through the normal channels. So he sp sent a special emissary with Rudy Giuliani to move the ball forward. And when he took that and when he made that call with President Zelensky, I can tell you, I've known him a long time. He knew exactly what he was doing. Somebody before that call said, Mr. President, if you talk about this encouraging an investigation, it can cost you your presidency. He understood the risks. He knew there were 15 American specialists on the line and that three of them were still reporting to Obama and Biden, right? He knew it. Donald Trump did this because he was sick of it, just like America is sick of it. These insiders, these establishment types, these long-standing political families getting rich off of American taxpayers and doing it in a way that's completely uh, illegal. And from my perspective, Ukraine is right at the center of it. That's why I shot my film. That's why I wrote this book. Because in the end, U.S. and Ukrainian crimes have been committed. Okay, so Michael, you have a bit of information that you shared with the, the kind of the preview for the interview. And I can't, we, I can't let you go before we talk about this. Um, and this is the reason why Paul Manafort ended up going to jail, and that is a FARA violation. Mm -hmm. So first off, what is a FARA violation, and how does it connect to your investigation into this, this story? I went through, and I, I've had some people helping me with the research. We dug through everything we get our hands on. You know, I lived in Ukraine. I've done business in Ukraine. I'm married to a Ukrainian. I have family there. I spend time there. I know Ukraine. I know a lot of people in Ukraine. And that's what gave me the insight I have on my film and my book. But what we know from our perspective is a strong indication that Hunter Biden and his friend, business partner, and uh, uh, also a board member on Burisma, Devin Archer, who's connected to John Kerry's family, very connected, through a third business partner, Christopher Hines, who is John Kerry's stepson. Archer and Biden served on the board of Burisma together. And their, their interactions with, uh, with, uh, with uh, uh, Joe Biden during that time and interactions with the United States State Department under Secretary of State John Kerry indicate they were lobbying two times in particular. The first time is when they first signed up so quickly after the massacre, uh, uh, the 130 people were murdered on Maidan Square in central Kiev. Right after that, uh, uh, in February uh, 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 2014, Barack Obama made Joe Biden like viceroy of Ukraine. He came flying in. And before you know it, his son and his son's good friend and business partner are serving on the board of one of the most corrupt uh, companies in all of Ukraine. Now, what, what immediately happened, we can talk about all the money. Uh, Hunter Biden got rich uh, for doing a job he didn't know anything about. But what he did is lobby. And he lobbied illegally because he did not register under the Foreign Agents Registration Act, a federal law that's very closely uh, 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 regulated, where if you're representing the interests of a foreign government or a foreign company, you need to register with the Department of Justice. 
Paul Manafort is in jail for this crime, doing hard time. And what Hunter Biden and Devin Archer did is 10 times more closely related to what FAIR regulates. Here's what they did. Um, when they first joined, why they joined so quickly and why uh, uh, Joe Biden is so closely connected to this, when they joined the Burisma board right after the massacre in Maidan in February 2014, those months after that, they were, lo they were locking up all the assets of the billionaires of Ukraine who fled after that massacre and the change of the power there in 2014. The, all of the oligarchs who ran out, you know, fled the country, went into exile, went on a sanctions list in the United States Department of Treasury, and, they and their assets in Crimea and other places where Russia was invading, they are, their assets, assets were frozen. But not Hunter Biden's boss not the billionaire behind Burisma Gas. Hunter Biden and Devin Archer, their boss, didn't go on the sanctions list. But he should have been. Everybody else was. His assets in Crimea, he has gas wells in Crimea. They're, they have a waiver under the Department of Treasury's uh, uh, sanctions. And nobody knows why. But I'll bet you I know why. And I think if anybody in the federal government looks into the contact and who got Zlochevsky, this billionaire, off the sanctions list, they're going to find that they got pushed by the, by the vice president's office and by the secretary of state's office because their sons and close friends lobbied them illegally. Hunter Biden can go to jail for this, and so can Devin Archer. Secondarily, uh, the uh, investigation that uh, Joe Biden worked so hard uh, the, the, the prime investigator, the, the prosecutor general of Ukraine uh, named Shulkin, uh, he worked so hard to get him fired. He was, he was investigating Hunter Biden's billionaire boss. Uh, Joe Biden tries to say he was not investigating, he was corrupt. That's not true. Shulkin was probably one of the only honest men in the investigatory apparatus of Ukraine at the time. And he was really after Hunter Biden's boss. In early February, he actually confiscated his mansions and all of his limousines in Ukraine, confiscated them. And within a couple of days, Joe Biden was on the phone with the president of Ukraine, insisting that that investigator be fired. And then he called him again and insisted he be fired. And then he called him again and insisted he be fired. And then one day, that investigator was seen at work at his desk after he had been uh, unofficially fired, Joe Biden found out that he was at his desk and called President Poroshenko again. This sudden flurry of telephone calls from Joe Biden indicates that he was working on behalf of someone else, not the American people. You don't fire an investigator who's investigating like, and pressure them, especially when that investigator is getting way too close to your son. So if you're watching now and you have been doubting why, like, do I have the time? Should I invest my time? You should invest your time in watching this documentary. And you should do it as a watch party, as I often suggest, because that's the way to plug in other people in your circle who might not actually realize that there's a reason why they're so adamantly, they're, they're, they're not just adamant. They're obsessed with removing President Trump from office because he's very close to uncovering something that they cannot have uncovered. 
And they, as the Democrats, they're protecting the Biden family. But I believe the story goes beyond the Bidens because that kind of corruption and the things that you're talking about, the phone calls and all of that, that tells me not only did he have people planted in that office where the prosecutor was fired, but that indicates a network of individuals that spans many different countries, but specifically and most importantly to us as American taxpayers, there are many people in our State Department and other governmental agencies who are aware of this corruption and they're just as knee deep in it as the Biden family. Bidens weren't the only ones who made money off of the Ukraine and the Bidens aren't the only ones who have masses to lose if everything comes out. That's why they want the president removed in addition to not wanting him to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg and their obsession with abortion. And, you know, there's a, there's a few few good reasons, but this is central to it. And your work here is outstanding. I haven't seen the documentary yet, but I, I plan to watch it with a group of friends, as I've suggested. Um, the website is theukrainehoax.com. One American News Now is your partner on this. How can people find you on Twitter, online, anywhere else? I'm at, at Michael R. Caputo is my Twitter feed, theukrainehoax.com, and there'll be a button on that to send you to my uh, podcast as well. I'm, I've been doing it now for a few months, you know, uh, for a lot of the same reasons you, you're doing yours. I love your work. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on. And uh, one of these times you and I uh, got to get in the ring together and fight together. I agree. In fact, I hope to see you at some, uh, you know, large event or something and we can shake hands because I really respect the, uh, you, you've got the stick to itiveness. You've got the steel in your spine and making this documentary and writing this book. I really think it's going to be important to history for the accuracy of people who really care about the truth in the future, looking back at this time period and understanding how the president came to be impeached for nothing. Um, your work here is going to be something that people are really going to hold on to for the truth. So thank you. Thank you, Michael thank Caputo. You, Stacey, one, one last thing before we go, okay? Um, you know, when somebody said, you know, the, the Russia hoax almost killed you guys, certainly wiped out your family, why don't you just go away? And, you know, I, I started talking to my friends and understanding that if just enough of us stand up, stand up to it, maybe something changes, right? Maybe something fundamental changes, and as scary as it is to crawl right back out of the spotlight and get right back in the crosshairs of these, you know, viscerally uh, uh, evil people, if you can make change, why wouldn't you want to be a part of that, right? That's why I'm yeah. in it. Yeah, and that's why I'm here. You know, sometimes know you it becomes aware. I become aware of a group of people who are disdainfully discussing me with friends of mine. And I think about how I used to be friends with them before they realized I was a Republican and before I started doing radio. And my husband and I, we've never looked back. I've never looked back and thought, oh, you know, I missed those times. Those were great times. These are better times. And there's no better time for us to be out there swinging our swords and really making a difference because we have so much to lose. So yeah. uh, it, it, President Trump, you support him, I support him. So the reason why we are doing what we're doing is we wanna see him come back for a second term and also to preserve the liberty that's been so graciously created and given to us by God and enshrined in our constitution. We we can do no less at a time like this. So I, I'm, I'm just excited. I can't wait to see how wonderfully the uh, documentary performs and also the book. Uh, I think it's gonna be fantastic. Michael, you've been wonderful to join us today. Thank you so much. God bless you, thanks.
God bless. All right. So that is another interview show for us today here on LifeZet TV. Go to LifeZet.com. You'll find out more about what we're doing. You can watch clips of the show and share them on social media. And um, StaceyOnTheRight.com is my website. God bless, and I'll see you next time.